The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. It's Farrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat, the burger day, the bad apple, what a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad others, bad day, bad law, bad dude, bad breath, bad bad, bad vibes. We are live in the Magic City Studios in the Barella Palace, right across the room for the Wilson where Granny loves her purple cush before bedtime in New York City, the Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do, but all my friends that come around, flat to fly to party, oh, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, what a mess, it's tired, it's tired, my brain's splattered all over Manhattan, should do, be sure I got, ooh, hey, what's gigging, I'm Pharrell with Carver High tonight, 844-843-6879 is the number, and I gotta tell you, uh, Carver High, I was looking at the, um, Again, the news tonight, and it amazes me that uh, the numbers, the staggering uh, increase in COVID uh, is affecting everything like the Olympics. Like, I heard tonight that as many as 60, that's just right now, have failed COVID tests in Tokyo already that are like athletes that are supposed to be competing in the Olympics, right? So they Is got this just Tokyo. American, just American athletes or athletes from all over the world, all over the world. Okay. Gotcha. It's still a so, lot. I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay the number. I just wasn't sure if that was just American athletes that had come from here or just athletes from every country throughout the world. No, I'm under the impression I could be wrong, but I'm under the impression it's just athletes in the Olympics. Uh, they've already had, you know, a lot of them showing up yeah. and there's 60 of them with COVID already. And that's, that's just like right now off the bat today. There's and actually, I, you know, the events that start tomorrow. There's a couple of women's softball. There's a couple of things that get going tomorrow. I thought the whole thing started Friday. They starting the, the opening uh, some ceremonies, of the stuff early. Yes. The opening ceremonies are Friday, but some of the events that take a little longer to complete, like that women's softball tournament, they start two or three days before the opening ceremony. Well, there you go. So uh, can you imagine how it's already like, let's just say that let's it that it's the eve of, of events starting and they've already got uh, an, an unlimited number of which is 60 is an unlimited number. It really is because if it's 60 today, it'll be, it could be 120 tomorrow. Oh yeah. It could be, it could be 300 by Thursday, right? Like, I mean, it could be 
500 by the weekend. I mean, you know, so what's happening is, is that in just in this country alone, in the U.S., the numbers are staggering from day to day over the last few days of what's happened with the Delta variant. Like, it's it's incredible, right? The numbers are staggering. It's like every 50 states, all 50 have increases. And they're averaging just exorbitant amounts of people um, getting it, being admitted to hospitals, and um, it, it's out of control. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Mighty or 1090, Sports Map, Sports Byline. Good to have you with us on the bench. So here's the deal. Um, the, the numbers are blowing up, right, just in this country. And it's, it's crazy how many uh, people are getting it and whatever. Now, obviously, there's people that are getting it more than others. And it's mostly uh, people that are unvaccinated and people in certain areas, obviously, of the country where vaccination levels are the lowest. One in five that have it are from Florida, right? One in five. That's crazy. So they have a they have a problem. Texas is bad. Arizona's bad. Uh, Nevada's bad. Again, you heard today. Uh, Sal said he's going to Vegas, and they don't want people from LA going to Vegas. Meanwhile. The people in Vegas, there's more people in Nevada with it than there are in California. Now, I'm telling you that California in Los Angeles County, they shut it down uh, in terms of uh, everybody has to wear masks again indoors. But here's the deal. I saw this story tonight on the national news with Mirror whatever on ABC that he said they showed a map of where it's the worst. And I swear to God, California was not listed as one of the worst places at all. Not at all. And neither was New York. It was inward in the middle of the country. And it was from basically Nevada, you know, to the east. And then, you know, the bottom line is it's basically, for the most part, where I saw it's the worst is in the Midwest and in the uh, south, like Florida, whatever, Texas. Okay, fair enough. And strangely enough, even though they've made those mandates about uh, masks, California, it wasn't uh, one of the hot spots, and they did it with this map, and the map they showed red, and, and in red was where all the problems were. And I'm sitting here watching this, and, and the one thing that was unbelievable to me was how it was literally everywhere, all 50 states, there's been increases, and it's every day. So much so, so much so, did you see that like the stock market today tumbled? I mean, just tumbled. It's a disaster all over again. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, Pharrell on a bench. Uh, COVID cases and hospitalizations across the U.S. are uh, out of control. There's an average of 32,287 new coronavirus cases each day over the past week. And that's from John Hopkins data, according to the Wall Street Journal. And it's double what the seven-day average was 10 days ago. The uptake is uh, touching every state and D.C. with the seven-day average of newly reported cases exceeding the four-day 14-day average in each place over the last four days. Hospitalizations have jumped, rising 35% between July 7th and the 13th compared with the previous seven days. It's the Delta variant that's doing it. It's estimated to be 40 to 80% more infectious than the Alpha variant. First detected in India, Delta played a significant role in record-setting surge of infections there and has since led to increases in cases around the world. Existing COVID-19 vaccines are effective against the variant, though no vaccine is 100% uh, from stopping it. They've raised concern, these numbers, uh, with public health officials uh, and investors. The U.S. stocks, oil prices, and bonds all fell Monday as anxiety mounted over the spread of the Delta variant. So the stock market, it just was, it was the worst day since 2020 when the COVID started. So you're looking at, you know, 17, 18 months. This is the worst day today. Federal, state officials pushing to get vaccines to undecided or isolated Americans. People refuse to get the vaccine are so stupid. And they are convinced that it's a political conspiracy. How dumb are you? (laughs) Is the question of the day. How dumb are you? I mean, it is so unbelievable. It's, first of all, you were stupid not to get it to begin with. Second of all, now there's a a variant that's way worse than the original coronavirus. And it's 80% more uh, contagious. And everyone that gets it, I heard tonight, literally, and I'm not even making this stuff up, documented, the CDC said that (laughs) it's, Literally the most sick you will ever get in your life if you get it. They said that the Delta variant, you will never be sicker than this in your life. With any kind of flu or any kind of anything. Now you could get obviously stage four cancer, whatever that that's a different ballgame. We're talking about this, this pandemic, this bug, whatever you want to call it. Is so bad that, well, first of all, the first one will knock you on your ass and kill you. It'll kill you. The coronavirus originally, just if you got it, you could, I mean, 600,000 plus people died in this country alone. Let's not talk about the rest of the world. But just in this country, over 600,000 people died of, of the original. And they're saying this thing is twice as bad as that. And it's running rampant everywhere. And then... They're saying that most of the people that are getting it have no vaccine. They have not taken it. They're unvaccinated. And they're the ones getting it. And they're all dying. 
So you keep blaming it on the Democrats or you blame it on Biden or you blame it on conspiracy theories. You blame it on Trump. You blame it on the world. You blame it on God. You blame it. Who you blame it? All I know is you don't get it. You're going to get it. And you're going to die. And then it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you think or how political you are. Nobody tells me what to do or all these asshats that get on airplanes and refuse to wear a mask. When it's federal law, you wear a mask or you don't fly. You want to throw a fit on the plane? $10,000 in jail. Because you're, you're never wrong. No one tells me what to do. I have my rights. I'm American. This is unconstitutional. Or these NFL teams that refuse players to get the vaccine and that are at 50% or under, and they have to be at 85%, they're going to get it too. And then they're going to give it to all their teammates. And they're going to give it to their wives and children. But nobody tells them what to do, like your boy up in uh, your team. What's his name, Beasley? Nobody tells him what to do. It's his world. We're just living in it. And he's going to get it. And he's going to give it to his wife and kids. And then they're going to die. What in God's name are you doing? So we'll just see, you know. I mean, you know, we're weeding out the stupid, at least. Aren't we? I mean, we're weeding them out. We're just getting, I mean, we're just waiting for you to get it. We're just waiting for you to get it, and then we'll see how smart you are. When You know what I saw tonight as well? I saw a doctor in a, one of the biggest hospitals in uh, the country said that uh, it's amazing to him how, and then not so many words and not exact wording, he said literally that uh, there's nothing quite like seeing their reaction to uh, me telling them they have the Delta variant and that um, we're going to shove a tube down your throat now for the next week and a half so that you can stay alive. Because if we don't do it, uh, you're going to die. And then he said it's an amazing thing how they all start crying and whining and, and sobbing how stupid they are that they didn't get the vaccine. And then they're, they're all scared to death, he said, scared to death when he's shoving a tube down their throat. And he said, there's nothing I can do but shove the tube down their throat and tell them, in not so many words, you, you kind of had you know it coming, didn't you? You morons. And then, you know, I'm sitting here going, I, I really am. I'm sitting here going, we're going to have an Olympic Games? In Tokyo, with this thing going on, is that not the dumbest thing ever that they're still trying to put this on, that they're, they're literally still trying to have the Olympics? Because I guess there's so much money at stake. They got to do something. They got to have the Olympic Games because so many people are counting on it. And uh, all these athletes have trained and they've waited their whole lives for this. Fair enough. I'll give you that. They sure have. They were supposed to have this last year, if you remember. Now it's this year. And if you remember, we're going to do it this year. But they didn't plan on the Delta variant killing everybody. So now they're having this Olympics. And 
it's just written all over it. It's just written all over it, isn't it? That it's a stupid decision and that it's a disaster waiting to happen. And not only are they all going to get it, but then they're going to bring it home and they're going to give it to their family and friends and their kids and their wives. And I mean, don't you understand? It's, it's, it's so contagious that they literally said today that in five minutes you'll catch it if you're in the room with someone with it. In five minutes, you're going to get it. Five minutes, and you got it. Five, exposure, five minutes, you're done. You got it, and it's over. So I'm telling you, I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life that they're having these Olympics. Who cares about the Olympics anyway to begin with, other than the people, I guess, competing in it? Fair enough. I'll give them that. I mean, honestly, Carver High, what do you think? Like, do you think they should be having this? I think they should just cancel it. People in Tokyo have been screaming for them to cancel this for months. For for literally 12 months, they've been saying, don't do it. And then they're doing it anyway. Well, here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll get Carver High's opinion of it when we come back after we interview Harp. We'll do Harp time. The Harp is flowing. John Harper of SNY will talk baseball with us. And then later... Carver Heil muster up his opinion on whether or not we should have the Olympic Games. It's for Ellen Avenge. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The harp is flowing again on the bench. John Harper of SNY TV in New York, the home of the Mets, joins us on the bench again. How you doing, Harp? Good, Scotty. How you doing? Hanging in, brother. Hey, so I'm watching this uh, Mets game right now in the Queen City at Great American, and there's been 23 hits. Four errors by the Mets, but they're still winning the game 9-8 in the uh, top of the eighth inning. They got a runner on first and uh, two outs, and I think Alonzo's batting. You saw their game maybe yesterday. I watched that one. What a wild game. The Pirates were up 6 nothing, and the Mets win it 7-6 on the Conforto home run in the ninth. I mean, the Pirates are just so awful. They're pitching so awful. I actually bet on the Mets uh, against my pirates, my beloved buckos. Uh, and I've been suffering with them now for, I think like four decades. Uh, I mean, longer than that, but I mean, at least they went, you know, they had some playoff teams with Benia and bonds and Van Slyke. And, you know, they had success with Drabeck, but you know, basically since then, every player that they have is gone. So like when they signed the, the, the first round pick, the catcher out of Louisville, Henry or whatever his name is, he, yeah, um, Davis. 
you know, he's he'll be there five years and gone. Every player they have is gone. And then when I watched that guy Brubaker yesterday pitch, he's so awful. I think I could pitch better on a bottle of Belvedere. Like he, that guy's just awful. And I don't yeah. watching the Mets come back on them. And then tonight, I can't even believe they're they put up all these runs and they're playing so well after traveling to Cincinnati. What do you think? Yeah, but your Pirates did the same thing to those Mets Saturday. It came from six down to beat them. They won two out of three. Yeah. So don't give up on your Pirates. I know. It, they've been bad. But I actually think Charrington is a guy that can turn that around for you. But uh, listen, the Mets, are, they're, <laughs> they are they're a crazy team. I mean, uh, they've had a lot of late wins this year, a lot of comeback wins. They've shown a lot of grit. Uh, and lucky they're in the NL East. They wouldn't be leading any other division, but they do seem to have a little something where they can pull out games late. And, uh, you know, they won that game where this kid Peraza took uh, Hater deep a week or so ago, first guy to take Hater deep all year. They seem to have a little something going, but they got some problems now with DeGrom on the IL, with Lindor uh, on the IL. So uh, they're going to have to make some moves at the deadline if they're serious about trying to uh, – hang on to this thing. Even though nobody's really pushing them, somebody's got to make a move, I would think, behind them at some point. Well, I mean, uh, the bottom line is, uh, with DeGrom now on the IL, Lindor on the IL, do you feel like they can uh, overcome that, or is that going to be too overwhelming for them? Well, if Degrom, if this turns into a long-term deal, I don't see them overcoming that. But if if he if he's able to bounce back and pitch, effective, you know, come back and be able to stay healthy in the second half, then they they're still. I think they'll win the division just because nobody's very good in the NL East behind them. Now the Phillies are starting. They played a little better lately, but they can't seem to get out of their own way half the time. I I don't think the Braves are going to do much. Nationals are losing again. Um, but they need uh, pitching. I think they're going to have to get at least one starter at the deadline. We'll see what uh, Carrasco is supposedly now close to coming back. He hasn't pitched all year, but he is a guy, if he's healthy and he's right, he could be a number two type starter in that rotation. That would be huge for them. They're still hoping for Syndergaard at some point, but I think they got to go out and get a guy at the deadline. And maybe a guy, I mean, I don't know if the Twins are going to make Rios available, but he's the kind of guy that the Mets really need if they want to, not only win the division, but make some noise in October. When do you think uh, – I know I've heard September for Syndergaard. Is there any chance of him uh, being back before that, let's say August? doesn't sound like it. And, I, you know, who knows if you can even count on him then. These Tommy Johns are all different coming back from him. Uh, it looks like sales on a good track for the Red Sox. But uh, I remember when, you know, the Metro counted on Wheeler a few years ago when he was second year back from Tommy John. He never made it back. And it took him a while, but he's he's turned into a, a great pitcher. He just some of these guys, it takes longer than others. I think I think they may if it's it turns out to be not till September. Syndergaard might be a guy they end up having to use out of the bullpen more than as a starter, uh, depending on you know what he can give them. But I don't think they can count on it. That's why I think listen, Steve Cohen's got the money. They can go over the luxury tax if they're serious about trying to win, and they should be because that division's given them the opportunity. They should be aggressive at the uh, the trade deadline. So I thought uh, John Harper with us from SNY TV. I thought uh, that Rojas snapped on Sunday, and I said on the uh, Coast to Coast my TV show today that um, I felt like uh, you know I didn't know he had been suspended. I, I just uh, I went on the air and I said 
that guy's got to be suspended. He bumped the ump a couple times. Like, he really ran into the ump a few times. And, I mean, he meant it. Like, he did it intentionally. And I thought he was going to hit him. I actually thought <laughs> Rojas was going to haul off and hit him. Like, he lost his mind. And what was worse was yeah. is that he was wrong. He was wrong about the whole yeah. thing. It was yeah. a fair ball. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I tell you, you don't see many umps do that. I mean, many uh, – Managers do that anymore. They're that aggressive with the umpires. I mean, there aren't as many arguments, obviously, with replay. But yeah, he he bumped him, and uh, and he was he was hot. I, my feeling was watching the game, all of his frustration from the couple nights before against uh, your Pirates kind of came out after they blew that lead, and then he they had that crazy play Sunday that fall down six nothing. It was like he was sick of watching his team, and he was going to take it out on the umpire. Uh, but who knows? Maybe it helped his team. I don't know. I, I think that stuff can be overrated when you talk about firing up your team. Um, I think it had more to do with the Pirates pitching with the Mets coming back. But it, it, you don't see many umps go kind of over that line anymore where they're that aggressive. So, uh, yeah, he deserved it. You can't bump an ump. You can't, you, you, he deserved to get suspended. That It's not the same thing, but I'll never forget Pete Rose. I was That was against the Mets. I was covering them then. When he came out and, and <laughs> threw the elbow – through the forearm into uh, into the umpire. I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, you don't see many of those anymore, that's for sure. So uh, refresh everyone's memory about what happened. With uh, Pete Rose? Yeah. Yeah, I think actually, wasn't his name Dave Pallone, the umpire? I think it was, wasn't it? it yeah. Was. Uh, yeah, he, uh, Rose just, I forget, I don't remember the call. I just remember coming, he came out. <laughs> And threw a forearm like he was throwing a, a block for a running back behind him. I've never seen an umpire, I mean, a manager do that. And uh, the place went crazy. It was in Riverfront, uh, still the old Riverfront Stadium. The place went crazy because you know Rose was the god then. Still at that point, hadn't been, hadn't been, hadn't been gotten into the game and hadn't been suspended yet. So uh, I'll never forget that. And uh, anytime I see you know uh, get bumped like that, it reminds me of that Pete Rose uh, that night with Pete Rose. So my son went to a, uh, the Mets doubleheader with the Pirates, uh, uh, you know, going back, whatever it was, 10 days ago out at City Field. And his, um, he went with his buddy, and they got really good seats down by third base. They, you know, they got uh, two games, I think, for the price of one. Uh, whatever they did, it was like a, you know, back-to-back doubleheaders for you could buy one right. ticket and go to both games. So uh, a line drive or something came right at him, and um, – my son had the uh, ice cream going. He had like a big old bowl of ice cream going or something. And his, uh, he refused to get involved in the line drive. And his friend caught the <laughs> line drive. Uh, what kind of grade do you give him there, Harp? Uh, my son, uh, avoiding the foul ball to save the ice cream. Now, when I was a kid, I caught a Jody Davis has eyes foul ball at Three River Stadium. It went off the top <laughs> cement of the upper deck and came right down behind home plate. I was sitting there with my dad, and it plopped right in my hands. I was the only guy, when the ball went straight behind over my head, I was the only guy in the entire section that turned around to see what happened to the ball, and it bounced off the cement came right in my hands. Would you, Harp, lose your ice cream? For a foul ball, if you were a kid, as an adult, I know you would have ducked. But as a kid, would you have tried to catch the foul ball? Absolutely. One hand on the ice cream, go one hand on the ball. You, you, your kid's probably got good hands like you. He can make the one-handed catch, you know. And uh, you got to go for it, though. 
That's embarrassing. Do you and what, what do you mean? Are, they had good seats. Weren't they, weren't they screened in? Everything screened in? I don't now, know. Right? All I know is they had good seats. I saw them. They were like right behind third somewhere. Maybe it wasn't a line drive. Maybe it was a maybe it was a pop-up. All I know is he said the yeah. ball came screaming at him, and he caught it. And I was like, why didn't you catch it? He said, I didn't want to lose my ice cream. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, the kids are changing. They're priority. always evolving. They're evolving. Like, I, I would have grabbed that ball. I would have I would have laid out two women and a kid. And I would have like cussed. I would have stepped on a couple people. I would have I would have made You'd that. Be the guy, they would have they would have they would have caught on camera and they'd be all over you for not giving the ball to some little kid somehow. That's right. And I wouldn't have given it to a kid. Here's the deal. Uh, the Yankees ended up taking two of three from the uh, Red Sox. And they took two of three from Houston. They should have swept Houston. And yeah. uh, Carver High, first of all, Carver High, are we out of time here and we got a break? Okay, so Harp, I'm going to hold that thought. I want you to think about the Yankees. There's not much to say about them. But my question will be when we come back, uh, is, is it possible that they could get in the wild card conversation if they continue to win every single series that they play, be it two of three or three of four, the rest of the way? Or are they already shot? Are they already toast? We're talking to John Harper of SNY TV on a bench. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, so we're talking to John Harper. So, Harp, uh, the Yankees are three and a half out in the wild card. I know they've been an atrocity. Um, I've never seen them this bad in a long while. And they have all kinds of issues with injuries and with covid and and with losing and and with bad luck and everything else i mean it doesn't like you're up five runs on the astros in the ninth inning and you lose the game i mean they've had everything happen to them but they still took two of three there and then they start by taking two of three from the red sox one of the games was uh canceled or whatever postponed they're gonna play it later or something like that all I know is I said on the air today, if they win 70, 75% of their games and win every series they play in, my guess would be they'd be in the wild card because at three and a half out, that's nothing. Yeah, I think they'd win the wild card or they'd get a wild card spot if they played that well. But that's, I think that's still asking a lot from this team. They still got a lot of issues. Uh, the reason they blew that, well, one of the reasons they blew that game against the Astros because he, Boone wouldn't bring Chapman in because Chapman had been so bad. He'd given up, he'd blown a game against the Angels that same week, like a five-run lead or something. Um, I don't know. I still think they got a lot to overcome. Their hitting's been really inconsistent. 
and the pitching's been okay. But uh, you know, they got that division's tough. They still got a lot, of, a lot of teams against a lot of games with those good teams in that division. I, I just, I don't know. There's a bunch of teams in that wild card race too. I, they could do it if they play better, but they haven't played at a level what makes you think they can sustain that kind of baseball for for the next two and a half months. So I don't know. I got to see it to believe it. I, I think they're going to miss the postseason, and then and then uh, then we're going to see you know heads roll probably. Well, uh, Hal said no one's getting fired uh, this year, but he means during the season. At the end of the season, right? If if they don't make it. And I don't, you know, the odds are against them. It's like you said, they have all these teams in front of them. Tampa and Oakland have the two spots. Then Toronto, Seattle, Cleveland, all right there with them. And, and they're tied with Cleveland. Toronto and Seattle are a game better than them in terms of uh, in the wild card. But if they don't make it, uh, you know, what do you expect to happen? Boone goes, Cashman, both of them, uh, at, at the very least Boone, right? Yeah, Boone's. I would think he's got to go. Uh, yeah, Hal Steinbrenner. It's it's not his style. We know that, and he 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 prefers to let Cashman make all those decisions. And Cashman doesn't want to make a move with Boone because it's going to look bad on Cashman. Because remember, he fired Girardi and brought Boone in when Girardi had just taken the Yankees to Game Seven of the ALCS in 2017. So that's going to reflect reflect poorly on him. Um, but and then, but I just don't think. I, but I think Hal, is, he would feel like he got to make some kind of move because fans are going to be really down on this team. And if they're not in it, you know, late in the season, the attendance is going to be down, TV ratings, everything else. And that's the bottom line is what Hal will react to. But I don't know if you would go as far as firing Cashman, even though Cashman's got a lot of, to be accountable for in terms of the roster construction, the way this roster's built, the lack of left-handed hitting, some of the p- pitching decisions he made. But I, how everything I know about the Yankees and been told is that he has complete faith in Cashman. Feels like he's done a good job in keeping this team in it, and in the postseason every year for the most part, and with a chance to win it, even though they haven't won one in, in since 2009, which is a lifetime, of course, for Yankees and Yankee fans right. and their brand. Uh, but I just don't know if he would make that move. I don't think he would know where to go to get a GM. He'd have to get help. Uh, He'd have to get some kind of search firm probably involved or something. So I somehow I think Cashman survives even if they don't make the postseason. But he's going to insist on a change of manager because he's got to do something to appease the fans at that point. Don't, don't you think that in 2017 when Girardi took him to Game 7 that they were cheated and that, uh, you know, at the end of the day he fired Girardi where – you know, some something had to change, I guess, in his mind. But at the end of the day, now looking back, hindsight's twenty twenty. But looking back now, the Astros were cheating their ass off, and he fired the manager who he thought, uh, you know, we need to make a change, and things aren't working like they used to. We haven't won it since '09, so he fires the guy that took him there, and they got cheated. And is that not the truth? They got cheated. There's no doubt they lost whatever, but they were cheating. And everybody knows it. In fact, I think they cheated for three years until they got caught. Like the kid smokes weed until he gets caught and then says, I I swear to God, it's the only joint I ever smoked. It's the only time I've ever driven (laughs) drunk. Tonight when I got pulled over. I don't believe anybody. I don't believe anybody in the Astros organization of how long the cheating went on for. But don't you think Girardi was the fall guy when actually – uh, he should have never done it. 
Uh, yeah, looking back, there, I mean, really, it's hard, awful hard to justify. It always was. Justify firing or firing your manager, however you want to say it, after they go. And remember, that Yankee team at that point, they had just been kind of rebuilt on the fly. They had all those young kids. They were calling the baby bombers, Judge and Sanchez and those guys, and Greg Bird. And they weren't expected to, to really be a team that could go that deep into October that year. They beat the Indians, and then they take the, uh, the Astros, who were heavy favorites, to the, the Game 7 of the ALCS. So they were kind of a surprise team. You, you, know, you never see a manager get fired off a year like that. Cashman had his reasons. Felt like the, the, the Girardi's kind of intensity and that heavy personality was wearing on guys and wanted a, more of a guy who was going to be a little bit more of a communicator. Well, no. You can communicate all you want, but you got to get guys to play. And uh, and looking back, yeah, I mean, it, it probably was a mistake because Girardi knows how to manage. And right. maybe he was, maybe he was great, and maybe he was wearing guys out. But uh, you know, just because players might be complaining about a manager doesn't mean they're not going to play hard for him. I got to tell you, he's a way better manager than this guy Boone. And I got to tell you that. Um... I just listen. I have nothing against uh, this guy Cashman. He's done my show. He's been nice to me. I don't, but that's neither here nor there. I actually, I'm just going to call it for what I see. I believe in the last few years, he's done a terrible job. It's just that simple. Like he's known he's needed left-handed hitting now for what five years, and he refuses to listen to anyone because he's so effing smart. He's smarter than everybody, and his <laughs> analytics department is smarter than everybody. They stick their noses up at everybody. I don't know who's worse. The bottom line is the Yankees, the Canadians. They think they're better than everybody because they got all these banners. Fair enough. Uh, God bless them. They sure have. But in the last few years, don't you believe? In essence. He's been a defiant GM fighting people about how brilliant he is. He knows what he's doing. He doesn't need any help. Not only that, he thinks that he's the manager now because he hired a guy that's his, a puppet. And he does. He's the master of puppets. And he's, he's running Boone like a marionette. And the bottom line is, is that Cashman's <laughs> the one that's effed this whole thing up to begin with. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd go quite that far. But, uh, you know, listen, you, you make some valid points because uh, – he, he has content, and they are so analytically driven now. They are one of the most analytically driven teams in baseball. Um, and they, you know, they do have all these right-handed hitters, and his point all along has been that he's got right-handed hitters who can hit the ball to, to right field, take advantage of that right field porch, just like left-handed hitters. But it's kind of, in, in some ways, it's missing the point because they, you need left-handed hitters no matter what because especially late in the game, you know, these, these teams can use their relievers, stack right-handed relievers against right and they're going to be more effective against right You need some left-handed hitters, right. especially in that ballpark. And he, uh, he hasn't done it uh, that, and, you know, he gambled on Kluber, gambled on Tyon, and uh, you knew Kluber might, there was a chance of him getting hurt after the last couple of years. So you got to see how it plays out still. But there is, there's a lot for Cashman to be accountable for. And, uh it's just a matter of and the, and the other part. It's not all Cashman, but the Yankees really haven't produced many young players in the last few years out of their farm system. Heard a lot about how good their farm system was there uh, for a couple of years, but none of these, a lot of these guys haven't panned out, especially their young pitching. Now maybe Severino comes back from Tommy John, and maybe he's a difference maker uh, in that rotation. But uh, so I'll give them a chance to see how this thing plays out. But if they don't make it, Cashman should be held accountable. Uh, well, listen, we've been giving this guy uh, a rope for years now. All we've ever heard, it's all the past glory 
that, and he's been there so long that people just think that it's inevitable that he's never going anywhere and that he's got the job for life. And I'm not one to buy that. I'm not, I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid. It's the bottom line is, is that the proof's in the pudding and it, it is what you are. Show me what you're made of. And that's what they've been doing for years now. And it's been getting worse. It has been getting worse. It's not been getting better. It's stayed. It's vanilla. It's plaid, whatever you want to call it. It hasn't worked. Uh, I have to ask you this question. I've got like a couple minutes left. Uh, the guys in Denver at the hotel with the ammunition and the, you know, the FBI said, no, nah, it had nothing to do with baseball. It was a drug and a, and a gun deal. Then you have a shooting outside of Nationals uh, Park. Uh, it had nothing to do with the game, but I don't care what it had anything to do with. The bottom line was is people are getting shot outside the ballpark. I'm sitting there watching a Major League Baseball game, and I hear gunfire going off on national television. Uh, don't tell me there's not a problem. Uh, how scary do you think it is now, John, going to sporting events in this country where you have no idea if you're going to make it back to your uh, car or your house when you go? Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, that's kind of the state of our country uh, in a lot of different ways. You can go anywhere and think that way. Uh, until until uh, ball, ballparks start using metal detectors uh, full-time, which nobody, you know, people don't want to see because of the uh, of the delay that it'll cause getting into games. But, you know, that, that seems to be where we're heading. Um, I, I, you know, maybe the Washington thing was an isolated incident, but it still scared everybody in that ballpark because it, you know, just watching it and listening to people, they, you couldn't tell if it was outside the ballpark or inside. So that's gotta be the most frightening thing imaginable. Cause you have no idea where to go to try and try and go for cover. So I, yeah, I, I, you make a good point. Unfortunately, you know, I mean, listen, that's a whole political thing too. the whole gun control thing. We don't, uh, who, why, why can't a, what are the AK 47s? Why can't they be right. banned? You know, I mean, who needs? I understand people want guns for protection, things like that, but you don't need AK-47s to protect yourself. That's for sure. So, well, I mean, until something's you, done about gun gun control, you you live in New York. You know, uh, I live in New York. It's it's the city's out of control. There's people getting shot in Times Square, Chicago. There's thirty, forty people a weekend get killed. Uh, you know, Denver there, I mean, the guy had enough to start a war in the hotel, Chicago, Navy Pierce hotel, same thing. It's craziness. Let me ask you, I, you know, the Padres and nationals did a really good job of dealing with it. I thought it was great to see the teams help, uh, the fans. I got 40 seconds. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, those teams, San Francisco, the Dodgers and the giants, and they're playing each other right now, by the way, Posey had a home run tonight. Uh, I got 30 seconds. Do you think the uh, all three of them go to the playoffs and do well? All three West Coast teams? Yeah, I got all three yeah. of the teams in the NL West making it. Making it. And, uh, yeah, don't forget, we talked about this early in the year. Padres are still my pick. I'm sticking with them. So I'm going to go all the way with them, see if they can win it all. For all right. <laughs> I'm going to see them play on next Thursday night at Petco. Um, on the 29th, my birthday, I'm going with 10 people to see the Padres and Rockies. I'm hoping not to get shot. My goal is to uh, <laughs> eat 10 Padre hats full of ice cream at the game. 10 Padre hats full of ice cream with sprinkles. That's the goal. Well, just, the don't, forget to go for the, don't forget to go for the foul ball, though, where you got your ice cream in one hand. John, if I catch a foul ball, I promise I'll give it to you. I love you. Thanks for coming on the bench, Harp. <laughs> Uh, anytime, Scotty. Good talking to you. My man, John Harper, the best from SNY TV on a bench.
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. So the Reds tied it up. Winker with a single, a two-out single to left, and he stretched it to a double. Now he's at third. Two outs, two, three, two count, full. Diaz is the guy that blew the game. They were up 9-8. It's 9-9 now. And the winning run is at third. And Votto's on deck. Votto's on deck. (laughs) And I don't even know who this guy is because the – he struck him out. He got he got uh, whoever it was. I have no idea who the batter is because SMY doesn't show you who the batter is. Freeman. Freeman? Yeah. That's what it says anyway. here. Anyway. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. So he struck out uh, with the runner at third, but they tied the game. They were up 9-8. They blew it. Diaz blew it. And Winker I mean, it drove is, in. It is amazing. Like It's just like Harp was just saying. Like The Mets basically couldn't score a run. For three months, you know, and they still won games, but they couldn't score a run. Now they're scoring six, seven, eight, nine runs every night. And Diaz has given up grand slams to Stallings, uh, game tie and hits to Winker. Like suddenly they can't pitch anymore. Like they finally get some offense. Was Diaz, and pitch. was Diaz the guy that threw the pitch to Stallings? Yes, he blew that game against the Pirates on Saturday. Well, if it makes you feel any better. Uh, I'm just being honest. Uh, the kid that hit it, Stallings, it's the first I've ever heard of his name in my life. <laughs> so I just tell it like it is. I've never heard he's of having, him. So he's when he hit it, year. I was like, having a good year. I was like, playing for somebody else within two years. Yeah, I go, I go, is that Gene Stallings? <laughs> I didn't know who it was, but uh, it was a great home run. I'll give you that. When uh, we come back, I've got more uh, staggering news about the COVID numbers. Staggering. Carver Hyde loves my positive outlook show tonight about all the people dying of the Delta variant. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 